Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, really? Okay. All right. So uh, we're going over the mortgage elimination, the holder in due course document. So the mm-hmm. holder in due course document is to be used before foreclosure for what purpose? It is to show your interest into the property and what you have and what they don't have. They are only the holder of the note. They're not the holder in due course. Their name is not on the instrument, and they and they do not have a proper assignment of interest. There's been a breach of chain of title. They've done it all all wrong, all of it, through the beginning. And you're just giving the uh, servicers, technically, who are just debtors in possession. That's all they are. They're, they're just debtors in possession. They don't own anything. And these alleged banks, they fill out SEC um, requirements every quarter that says they don't loan out their money or their assets. So the banks can't say they're the holder in due course. And unless they hold the original note, which they don't, they destroy after closing because they, they have to monetize it. If right. it's a promissory note, it's only good for nine months. And if they take it after closing within nine months, which they always do, okay. they have to cash that note in. Once they cash that note in, the mortgage has been paid again, okay? because they only gave you credit off of your loan application. That was the only loan you received. And they gave you whatever your $100,000 mortgage is, they took a million dollars for it, okay? Or 10 times the amount of the original value. And they gave you one-tenth credit on your HUD statement, okay? That's where the original credit came from. It came from you and your social security account. So you were the original creditor. They have no money. There is no money. Those Federal Reserve notes are oil credits. They are not. They are not reserve currency. Okay. So basically all they did was steal your credit and then had the nerve to charge you interest for it. That's why your deed of trust or your mortgage says that you are one of the paragraphs in those deed of trust or mortgage on the county recorder says that you are lawfully seized which means you were the original creditor. But then they have collections arms. Well, in case, of, in case of a default, there will be some insurance. Well, that's where the um, uh, title company commits insurance fraud by paying the mortgage company for, for insurance benefits for a default on the mortgage. But the promissory note isn't passed due. They're collecting on some alleged or fictional debt that has already been prepaid. The debt has been done because you are the original creditor. You didn't borrow any money. They were the borrowers. Okay. So you're just basically trying to offset the debt. They, they always keep getting paid because they couldn't have sold that note unless it was prepaid. They can't sell debt on the stock market. And those trustees are just basically trustees for the stock market. They bought a pooling and servicing agreement 
when they packaged your note with a bunch of other ones, they bought a pooling and servicing agreement. That's what it's called. So they didn't buy anything. They, they resold your credit, not your debt. They can't sell debt. They can only sell credit. And when they cashed in the promissory note, and it's not on the record, on the county record with the mortgage, because then it wouldn't be a promissory note, because then it would be an actual mortgage. So the mortgage and note are supposed to be together. When Once they separated them and allowed them, and, and the recorder allowed them to put the lien on the property, they could only put the lien upon the property because they, they allegedly say that they're the owners of the property but they're not the owners of the property. They're only the co-trustees of the property. So basically that note or that, that instrument is basically to inform them that they're not the holder in due course because they don't have the original promissory note with your wet ink signature on it. So <clears throat> okay. That's the importance of sending that document. It's, it's all giving notice to all the parties. And then after that, then you have to pay the landlord called the agricultural department. That's what making the final payment is all about and, send, and sending this so to the how, local director. How is the mm-hmm. agriculture department involved? They're involved in everything. They own all of it, everything. All the chattel paper, your all cap name and your upper and lower case name, that's chattel paper. That's part of the agricultural. Everything is, you're a farm animal. You are chattel. Everybody is. Okay. That's that's why you're slaves. That's why you're the walking dead because okay. you haven't come alive. Well, here, let me explain it a little e- even easier for you. Okay. You know the uh, movie, the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, when they were finding the um, you know, dead men tell no tales, when they were telling about how they had to break the trident. So there are three prongs on the trident, right? Okay. So that would be your all-cap name, your upper and lower case name, and the third name that's never recorded, that is your title by nature. Okay, they call it the hidden manna or your white stone. You have to separate yourself from those two entities to become alive and not dead anymore. Once you're alive, now you can take possession over your property. Okay. Just, Just another analogy. So we use the second form of 45120. To make waiver, your final it, payment. Huh? That's right. To make your final payment. Yep. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. goes to the U.S. Department of Agriculture in St. Louis and to your yep. local FSA. Right. Mm-hmm. The original goes to the local. A copy goes to the uh, head office of Missouri. Well, yes. You can send both a, a, um, you know, a notarized copy. Okay. Because that way you're guaranteed that somebody's going to take care of it. Um, Got it. And the other thing is you need to put together a Form 56 to appoint not only the director of the FA, uh, FSA office, but also the director, commissioner, whoever's in charge of the uh, Missouri office. You know, let them also get notice that they need to make sure that this debt's extinguished. How do you fill out the Form 56? Um, I will send you a copy. Okay. Because we make we appoint them and make them liable for their uh, for the uh, administration of this uh, of this instrument. 
And, and then you have to, after you've given those people notice, you're going to obviously attach a 1099A for the acquisition or, excuse me, the abandonment against the, prom, against the original loan. You're going to go for the abandonment of it. And then you're going to do a 1099C to cancel the debt. Okay, so... Um, I got those forms here. Uh-huh. I'll start with a 1099A. Uh-huh. Okay. So it comes in three parts. There's the red part. And on the document I have from you, I can't type in any of the spaces on the red part. Uh-huh. Um, you can't type in the red part. Those are, those are basically, those are to go to the either Austin or Missouri office. And, Austin and those, or Missouri, what office? It's on the form. It's on the 1096 form. It'll tell you. Okay. Depends on where, what state you're in. Okay, so on the 1099A, mm-hmm. the lender's name, street, and address, that would be... That's you. Technically, it should be you in the last name, first name. You're the true lender. But they borrowed your credit, okay, Um which is your upper and lowercase name, they borrowed that credit from you or the true creditor. But on the private side, they took it with the last name, first name on it. Okay, lenders, T-I-N? That would be the Social Security with the first two digits of the Social Security number and then the balance of the Social Security. <clears throat> the first two? Yeah, first two digits, and then a dash, and then the rest are just um, written out. Hold it, hold it. Okay, so it's one, two, oh, three, say it's dash, one, two, dash. No, it's one, two, one, two, three, two one, two, dash, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, six, seven, eight. Yep. One, two, dash, one, or three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's nine. Nine numbers in this. Nine. And nine. Borrowers, yeah. T-I-N. That would be the, uh, actually, because you're doing mortgages, you would need Freddie Mac's E-I-N number because they're the ones that actually have the lien against you. Hold on, let me get you their number. Okay. Um, how about that? I should have hit it. Uh, Well, let's come back to that part and finish that's, up the form. That's going to be important. Yeah. Borrower's name? That would be the um, uh, uh, servicer that's trying to collect money. 
Okay. If you got room, you can put care of the bank that they represent. But it doesn't matter. Neither one of them lent money, okay. and um, they don't even have the appropriate. What's the account bank. number? The account number would be the loan number they're trying to collect against. Okay. Date of lender's acquisition would be the date of closing? Yes. Balance and principal outstanding, that would be original loan amount? Yes, because that's all they're entitled to. Deca borrowers personally liable for repayment of debt? Yes, they are. Description of property. That would be the original, uh, the original um, promissory note. So you're basically doing a claim and recoupment against the original promissory note for the original credit and the 1099 OID. Okay, so claim and recoupment of original promissory note and credit mm -hmm. with 1099 OID. Mm-hmm. And and then and you're also claiming the um, you're also claiming the um, uh, original uh, loan, whatever your original loan number was. You're claiming the original loan plus the one that they're trying to collect on now. Original loan number and mm -hmm. and, the, and the new service number. loan number. Yeah. Okay. So that's mm -hmm. a 1099A. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, follow instructions on 1096. As to where to mail document. Now, who keeps the red copy? That goes to that goes to the Internal Revenue Service. Well, if I can't type in it, how does it get done by hand? You hand write it. It's got to be hand printed. Maybe John can figure this out. Yeah, or if somebody has a PDF filler, they can use a PDF filler to do it. Because then they can do form fields and, and make it work that way. Okay. So whatever we put in here, we put in for all three um, sections. Correct. Okay, so red copy to IRS, mm -hmm. second keep, yeah. third goes to... The second goes to the borrower, who is the servicer, trying to collect money. Oh, wait a minute. Great. Second, the borrower. Mm -hmm. second goes to 
borrower were, mm-hmm. in parentheses, um, the collector. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the third copy, keep. Yeah, because you're the you're the creditor. Okay, so that's the 1099A. Yeah. And that goes first, obviously. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell happened with that. 1099C follows right behind it. Yes. And you're basically going to fill out the same information, except when you get to the right side of the form, when it asks for whatever the principal balance is, you will just leave whatever the amount you put in there as a principal balance. Okay. And then underneath it, interest charge, you don't know what they charge because they don't tell you. Um, but the um, And after that, you leave the rest of that form blank because you're going to end up sending the A and the C to the Internal Revenue Service. Let me give you the address. Hold it, hold it. Oh, I'm lost already. Okay, go ahead. Okay. You have the form figured out. You're going to basically fill it out the same way you did the A, except the left side after four, after the initiation date, you're not filling out anything else. You're not filling out the description. You're leaving all that blank. I don't see initiation date. Whatever's on the left-hand side, it, it just says for the creditor and things like that. Anything after the first part where it shows the amount of money owed, you're going to leave the rest of it blank. Okay. Oh, you mean on the right side? On the right side, right. You're going to leave the right side blank. So date Excuse of me. identifiable event, leave blank. Amount of debt discharge, leave blank. Well, the amount uh, or the date of the event is going to be the same as it was on the A. So, amount of debt discharged? Yeah, you're going to leave all that alone. Blank. Interest, blank. Debt description, blank. Yeah. Checks if debtor was personally liable for repayment of the debt. Yep, you're not going to touch that either. Identifiable event code, blank. Yep. Fair market value of property, blank. Yeah. Okay. But the account number is loan number. Yes. Original loan number. It actually, you need to put both on there because you need the original loan number plus the one they're trying to collect again because okay. that's a fictitious debt. Okay. Okay. All right, and so the address is oh sorry hang on a second okay it's going to the internal revenue service okay one 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 constitution Avenue. 
Okay. Northwest. Okay. IR dash six five two six Washington DC two zero two two four. That's going to your certificate trust. Okay. So both 1099As and Cs go to the IRS. Correct. Now they're going to the Internal Revenue Service. Correct. Yes. But what about the address to um, 1096? It's it's on the form. So wait a minute. The 1099C goes to Washington. Go to VA. Okay. What mm-hmm. about, okay. So, what about the 1096 address of? Nope. That goes. That goes to the other department, either in Austin or Missouri, depending on what state you're in. What are you sending to their to them? You're going to send those red copies of the 1099A. And oh, 1099-C. got it. Okay. Oh, okay. Let me make sure. Okay. Hmm. Red copies go to Austin or Missouri, depending upon what state you are in. Mm-hmm. Second, go to D.C. Third, you keep. Yep. Okay, so we went over those. Uh, FSA 2015. Uh, I found your federal ID number for the lender. I mean, for the borrower. Ready? Nope. Okay, Freddie Mac's TIN is? 52-090-4874. Only one dash? Only one dash. It's an EIN number. Okay. Five two zero nine zero four eight seven four. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. So that's the number you have to put on those forms. Okay. So. Because they're the borrower of the funds. Now we go to form FSA twenty fifteen, U.S. Department of Agriculture. 2015. Oh. Uh, oh, is that the um, is that the disclosure notice? Verification of debts and assets. Yeah, we don't need that right now. Okay. That's if you're in a court proceeding. Um, I got one person that is, and they've got a judgment 
to um, move out of the house. Um, yeah, they you know they have an extortion order to move him out of the house. Right. Tell them the only way we'll move out of the house is if you write me my check for my interest in the property because you've stolen it. You have taken my property for public use, okay, without just compensation. So, okay. yeah, yeah, they they need to they should have done a quiet title action, and um, but as I said, they need to do, they need to do this too to offset the debt. But, you know, now they need to fight off the predators because now the extortionist groups are going to send the discapo out to come basically right. with their guns and weapons and throw you out of the house. So, yes. But you need to give the notice to the sheriff that they're in, they're in violation of stolen property and that they better cease and desist or they shall be sued along with the county and pull their charter for their wrongful acts. So what is this what do we do with this person? Uh the only thing you can do with them is I mean they can never leave their house and, and here's the other deal they if even if they come with like thousands of police and guns and stuff they're breaching the public peace. Here's the other thing once they're breaching breaching the public peace now they're now they can be uh now they're in trouble. They can only take your house peacefully. But when they start breaking in the doors and stuff like that, that's not peacefully. So, you know, you have the right to protect your house however you need to protect it. So baseball bat, whatever, don't matter. You have the right to protect your property and yourself. So, you know, and if they're trying to do harm to you and they're breaching the public peace, they can't take the house. But you can't open the door to them. You know what I mean? I don't care what kind of alleged, you know, all those papers are counterfeit. None of them have a lawful seal of the court. None of them. And there is no writs of execution when they come. They just come with guns and police and everybody gets scared and, okay. and whatever. But don't open the door. Never open the door. Keep your door, storm doors locked and your, your other doors locked. If they try to break in, and then you need to put no trespassing signs on the property. So... So wait a minute, this process that we're going over, can this person use this process right now? Yeah, they need to use this process because here's the deal. They can go back and collect their promissory note okay. and all the collateral and products and fixtures attached to it, and it'll be worth a lot more money than that house ever was. Right. So that's what she needs to go after. Oh, you want to steal my house? Great. Make sure you give me my note back and all the assets and collaterals attached to it and all the fixtures, everything. Okay. Um, is there anything that would go to the court? Uh, other than a cease and desist order? Um, yeah, but, you know, you got to, you know, as I said, a lot of things should have happened before this, but, uh, but since she didn't, but once she, t- you know, pays off the actual or tenders the payment and gives notice to the, um, um, to the commissioner, I mean, that helps, that helps settle that part of it out to settle the debt. And then we also have to hold give notice. Hold, i got to ask you to hold. i got to change phones here. Give me just a moment, please. Okay. Okay. I'm back. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll have to go over the recording again to get all that. Anything else on that matter? Um, uh, the next group you have to send to is the advisory group for the Internal Revenue Service. 
What are we sending to the advisory group? That's at 14135 form. That's a basically the notice to discharge. Oops. That's the only thing we're sending, is that one form? Oh, no. No, you're going to send along with that. You're going to send all the appropriate forms you got that is attached to that document. It asks for a few forms. It's going to ask for your deed. It's going to ask for a few things, but you're also going to send a 1099A and 1099C to them. Okay, wait. Oh. What form are we starting with right now on this? The 14135. There, there are several sections in there that talks about who stole your property or who's stealing your property. And, okay. and so, they don't have the proper taxing authority because they didn't give you any of that notice. Even when they went to court, they didn't have an 8821, which is the proof that they have the taxing authority to do anything. 14135, discharge of lien certificate. Yes, that's uh, right. That's right. Hold it. That's a whole nother form. Hmm. Hmm. Fourteen one thirty five discharge of lien. I think mm -hmm. I have this already. Yeah, you should important it shows your title interest and then there's a section there that shows what you have what your property is and your property is going to include your promissory okay, note go over this one okay name mm -hmm. your name taxpayer information that would be your all cap name okay all cap name Mm-hmm. And then the last four of your Social Security. Okay. The other boxes are X'd out. Uh, what boxes? Well, it should have the Social Security number to the right of it, right? Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, right, right, okay. Mm -hmm. um, name, continuation, uh, business, DBA, we'll just leave that one blank. Yeah, if it, yeah, because unless it's a trust or uh, another incorporation that they're trying to, you know, take the property for. Telephone number. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to add that, or just put any. Okay. Fax number. Nobody uses that anymore. Applicant information. The IRS does. Um. The the applicants what? Applicant information, number two. Okay. Um, yeah, let me go pull that form up. Remember.
Sorry, I'm going to grab into another file. Check also if check if also the taxpayer number two applicant. Mm -hmm. Check that box. Yeah, you're technically the taxpayer, so yeah. I figured so. Mm -hmm. So name of applicant same as above. Uh, no, your applicant's going to be your upper and lower case name. You just check the box if you're the taxpayer, but you're the authorized relationship. You're the executor, grantor, settler, or whatever. So in the above, on the address, use all caps. Right. City, all mm -hmm. caps. Yep. State. Yep. All caps. Yep. So an applicant information, upper and lower. Mm -hmm. Upper and lower. Upper and lower. Expired. Expired. Purchaser, transferee, new owner. Okay, the purchaser is the uh, third party debt collector that is the transferer. So that would be. Um, that would be the um, servicer that's trying to collect the property. He allegedly purchased something. He didn't purchase anything, but he purchased a credit account. But anyway, that's the servicer. Relationship to taxpayer. Better in possession. That's her true title. Attorney representative information, not that would be the per, that would be the one that's representing the um, the transfer agent or the alleged new owner. Who would that be? Whoever, whoever the servicer is that's coming after you. Okay, so that would be the servicer name. Right. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Interest represented. Um, they represent the, they represent the mortgage servicer who's above above. Okay. Of course, you put just uh, whatever their information is. So, servicer name is the name. Interest represented is servicer name. Where, where are you at? Number four. On Number the four. four is the attorney that represents the servicer, the guy that says he's suing you. Well, what if he's not suing you? Then, then you don't have a, an, an attorney representing anybody. Then you just have the whatever the debt collector is, or the servicer, or the mortgage servicer. Okay, so 
on the name of attorney, it would be if you're being sued, you put the name of the Correct. attorney. Correct. The one if that's you're coming not being sued, you don't put one in there. If not, leave blank. Leave blank. Yeah. Okay, so if if they are, then interest represented would be the um, servicer represented. Mm -hmm. And then their address and all that stuff. Five, lender finance company information. That company would be the alleged. Yeah, that'd be the alleged more oh, the alleged mortgager company that they assigned it to, or whoever they say that is. That would be who that is. So that would be the servicer. That that would no. That would be the actual bank. The servicer says they represent. They say they represent Bank of America. They represent Wells Fargo. They represent you know whoever. Okay. It's basically, whatever bank they alleged the servicer allegedly says they represent. See where it says from escrow finance company? Yes, technically, lender technically, finance that's company. The, that's the original lender that was on the original mortgage. Contact name. Yeah, you don't know. Not available. Okay. You may, not phone know the phone, you may not know that either. I mean, sometimes they give it to you, but they don't always. Monetary information, proposed sales price. So whatever they're alleging that you owe them, that's the per sale, that's the uh, proposed sale price. Okay. Expected proceeds to be paid to the United States in exchange for certificate of discharge, either NA or no proceeds are anticipated. Yeah, most of the time they put NA because there's normally not always money available. But I mean, technically, the United States never had any um, had any um, um, they had nothing left to discharge because when you get through the next uh, process, then you can tell them why they didn't have to um, to discharge. But just put NA. Okay. Basis for discharge. You're going to check the last box. Okay. Because it's a, the deposit made or bond furnished is in equal value to the United States interest. When they took your promissory note and sold it, that was the United States interest. And it, I mean, I don't think it allows you to check a second box, but if it did, um, then I would check the no. box. No? Oh, actually, hold on. Yeah, it does. Okay, so okay, the last so, one. So they already took your bond. They already took your promissory note. So basically, it equaled the value of the United States interest. And then you need to check the, the second box above that that says the interest of the United States in this property is to be discharged because it has no value. That's right. Okay. So in number eight, uh, property. That's where you put your, that's right. There's where you put your promissory note in there. Promissory note number? Yeah. Okay. Any court cases, uh, anything else that, you know, they've come after you with? Um, you're going to put that in there? Okay. Um, you're going to put the... Um, 
um, text ID number in there? Max ID. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Freddie Mac. No, no, uh, no. Parcel ID number for the parcel that they're trying to steal. Oh, parcel yep. ID number mm -hmm. of your home. Mm-hmm. Right. You're not going to put the address because that has that's no had no value. They come after you for the taxing authority okay. under the land, and you're going to claim that property. Okay. So, and then, and then where you're going to put your home at is an address of real property, which is, that's where you'd put your real property. So then you put the address of the real property. Underneath. Mm -hmm. Okay. 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 Oh, hold on. Not not in that little box that we just filled in. Okay, sorry. No. So address of real property. Upper mm -hmm. lower? Yep. Okay. For real estate, a legible copy of deed or title showing the legal description is required, attached or in a Well, if you have a copy you should have a copy of, but if you don't, then you check in A because it's not available. Well, you should have that. I mean, you may not have the title, but you should definitely have a deed. Right. So For discharge okay. request under Section 6325B1, copy of deeds or titles or property remaining subject to the federal tax lien is required. Attached? Uh, not available. Got it. Appraisals and valuations, required appraisals? Um... Yeah, typically most of the places, they don't do appraisals anymore. They basically just do, they go on the uh, assessed value. So we just leave that blank. Mm -hmm. yeah. County valuation of property. Yeah, that's that's what they usually use, county valuation. Would even we though attach that's not that? the true value. What's that? Would we attach that or just leave it blank? Yes, you can, you can, go, you can print that anywhere online. You just go to your, your tax assessor okay. at the county and print your tax bill out, and it'll have the valuation on your tax bill. Informal valuation of property of disinterested third party, leave blank? Yeah, well, um, informal valuation of property for disinterested third party. Yeah, um, yeah, we don't have an uh, right. evaluation of property because they just took it uh, under false pretenses. So, yeah, there's really none of that available. Proposed selling price for property being sold at auction, leave blank. Yeah. Other, leave blank. Um, you can put stolen by sheriff without an auctioneer's license. Um, you know, no, you just leave it alone. That's fine. Thank you. Mm-hmm. 10, copy of federal tax liens or listed liens found near top. Yeah. Well, unless you got a 668Y or a notice to lien on you for the, from the government, uh -huh. um, if, you, if you have none, then you put none in there. Leave it blank. Yep. Copy of sales contract purchase agreement attached, yes or no? Uh, no, most people have no clue where that's at. Describe how and when taxpayer will be divested of his interest in the property. Uh, immediately by the third-party debt collector. 
under under false pretenses. Copy of a current title report? No. No. That, yeah, most people don't have it. I mean, you can call your title company or your past title company if you even remember that and, and get a copy, copy of, of proposed closing statement? No. That'd be HUD-1. No. Most people don't have that either. Additional information that may have a bearing on this request, such as pending litigation, explanation of unusual situations, is a tax for consideration. Um, yes, you can put attached because technically in this in this uh, number 14, you can attach a form called 12277. Okay. Okay, because that that's the form you're going to basically attach because you're going to make them uh, release the lien on property because that's what that form is for, and then you're going to attach it to this form. So that the executor or whoever's making the claim, whether it be an attorney or a servicer, they would be your executor and that it's in the best interest of the taxpayer and and the government to discharge the lien. That's why you'd attach that 12277 form. Okay. And I don't have that. You will. Okay. Okay, waiver. You're applying as an owner of the property, you're not the taxpayer. So, 16, yes or no? Uh, just put no. Okay. Declaration under penalties of perjury, I do declare. Yep, just like the uh, IRS. It's in a box and it's not there, but you still have to sign it. So. Okay. So you can sign your upper and lower case name as the authorized representative. Okay. 17, 17, signed upper and lower as authorized representative. Okay. And then you can print your name in all caps underneath. Okay, so that's this form. Uh, you'll send me form 277? Yes. Something I've noticed here. That. Huh, okay, on six proposed sale price, do not add Anything other than numbers, it will automatically add it for you or it won't recognize it. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so form 14135, mm -hmm. send yep, yep. this form and what else? And the 12277. Okay. To your advisory group in your state or in your region for where you I think it's um, you can find that on a form 
Right, yeah, it comes with another form. Okay, and I've done a one. Yeah, but there's, there's another one that describes where all the all the counties and, and states and, right. and the advisory yeah. groups are. I've so used you're it gonna before, send, so I know. Yeah, so you're going to use that form. I think it's a 1435 or something like that. Um, you're going to use it to basically, you know, look up wherever the region is where they have to send it. And you're sending this to the uh, manager at the advisory group. Okay. The group manager. Um. region. Mine will be up in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. So that, I think, comp now, this other one, Form NOI 38, Notice of Interest. It looks like a court case. That's right. That's only if you're in court. So if I have somebody that's in court and they received an order to move out, we would use this? Well, you, that's part of what you got to use, but you got to go back and countersue the, the uh, you got to do a, a countersuit into the court to get a stay. So. Well, that's beyond my... Yeah, well, that's beyond a lot of people, so. So know. if somebody has just received their order to move out, they've got the judgment well, against them. Court? Did they go to court already for it? Yes. Did they go to a, a lower district court and they said that you know. have to move out? I don't know. Yeah, that makes a difference. So Because once the, once the uh, county court steals your property, then they sold it through a sheriff sale, okay, the guy that bought your property, if you have the original deed and the original promissory note, you are the holder in due course of the property. So, um, but, you know, as I said, most people don't know how to hold their own ground, and when they come, they come in force, and they breach the public peace. So, I don't know what to tell you. I... Okay, you know. so if I'm if I'm dealing with somebody that's already got an order and all that, that's it's probably best just that, not to work with them. If they can't protect themselves and don't know how to protect themselves, um, obviously they didn't because they're in this situation right now. It's best to find some place else to go to and then just go sue these guys for the promissory note. If they stole your land, can you're I send these people to you? That you can. I've, they can I've got one, more. I believe, maybe two. I just don't have a lot of time right now, so. Okay. Um, tell them, tell them if, if, they, if they're already lost their house, just tell them to wait, because we're putting a package together with another group, and then I, yeah, send me their information, and then I'll keep them informed. When the other group gets done, then, then they'll, they'll take care of this part of it. Okay. Um, so that goes over all the forms that you sent me. Yes, these are the important documents. These are the vital documents okay. to get things taken care of. And then you're also going to attach the 1099A and 1099C and give that to the advisory group. So you, how many... Okay, so 
I only need one 1099A and one 1099C, or do, they need, do I need to make... You're going to make copies of that, of the borrower's copy. Okay, so send to advisory group form 14135, attach form 277. Whoever is making the claim is the executor. Right. Um, I will put in here, all will send to me. Yeah, hang on, let me see that back here. I think I have one of these here. Hang on. Um, send copy of 1099 forms. Mm -hmm. Do we need to fill out a 1096? Yeah, you got it right here. Ah, that's the one we missed. Yeah, uh, the 1099, uh, 1096 is basically the amount of money that they're alleging that you owe. That's the amount of tax that was withheld. Okay, oh, we didn't go over this form. Okay, 1096. Right. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay, so this one is not printing either. Um, so you send a 1096 with the 1099s, right? The red ones. The red copies of the 1099A and C, the red copies. Not the borrower, not the lender's copy. Okay, so let's go over this. Um, filer's name. The filer is, um, right, your name? Yes. Your all cap name? Your all cap name. Email address, uh, employer identification number. That's going to be that same one I told you about before, the first two digits, uh, hyphen, and the last digit. Is that Freddie Mac or yours? Yours, if you're, the, if you're the filer, right? Yes. You're filing as the employer, right? There you one, go. One, two, dash, three, four, right. five, six, seven, eight, nine. Right. And then the social security number. Yeah, no, you're going to leave that blank. Okay. Total number of forms. Um, let's see, you're going to have the 1096, which is one form. You're going to have the 1099A, which is two forms. You're going to have the 1099C, which is three forms. Three. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. federal income tax withheld number four. Oh, 
Hang on, let me find my turn I get to me. Oh, the amount withheld is the amount of money that you put on the um, 1099A for the principal amount. Okay, so, and the total amount reported on this form, mm -hmm. that would be the same. Yes. Enter an X if only one box below to indicate type of form being filed. That's right. That's your 1099A and 1099C. So you have to fill out a different form for each one of these. No, you just check the boxes okay. and you attach them. Enter an X and only one box below to indicate the type of form being filed. That's right. You're going to put not one form. That's why you put three forms on the box above, right? Right. So you put um, 1099A, 1099C. That's right. And then that form is a third one. The 1096 is a third form. Ah, okay. Hold it. This is six. Okay. Numbers. Number of forms that you're submitting, right? sent it out. 
Mm-hmm. Then what? Well, then everything starts uh, adjusting properly, and then the government stops coming after you. In the foreclosure? Yes. Is there anything else we do after this? Um, well, once you inform the IRS about what's going on, they're going to inform the other people, because technically once the advisory group gets your application, okay. along with that 12277 form, um, that unless they have one of those, then no. Mm-mm. Yes. Okay, huh? send to this is the most important mm-hmm. IRS for short mm-hmm. address to mail to. Mm-hmm. Because they'll actually tell the courts the season to this. They'll say that the, the loan's been paid. The person that's coming after you filed a $10 lien. He filed a $10 admiralty lien with the Department of Transportation. Technically, you pay him $20 and you pay off your lien. But the problem is, is nobody's going to tell you that lien was is a bogus lien and it is only a a uh, admiralty lien. Nothing to do with your land. Okay. All right. Um, so those are what those are the key things that need to happen like immediately. Once once the commissioner gets your 1099A and 1099C, that's going to pretty much shut a lot of it down too. So, the holder in due course. Yeah, that has all the key documents you're supposed to have. So, we use. It's the demand for your promissory note back. It's the demand for their custodial agreement, which they're supposed to have. It's a 1035 custodial agreement. We send this no matter what. Yeah, you should send it. That's right. Yeah. Because they, they, all these guys are debtors in possession. That's okay. all they are. They're not mortgage servicers. They're debtors the in possession. Does this go to the bank at all? Yes. They're not the creditor either. A national association cannot loan any money. Okay, never. So wait. This goes to the servicer yes. and the bank, or does it go to the bank yes. through the servicer? No, it goes to both. you got to give notice to everybody. I, most states have notice states, so... You have to give notice to everybody. So I would do it separately. Okay. To whoever's on the original copy or on the or original a separate, deed. Or yes. a separate wedding signature. Right. And and then, you know, that that's where you ask they ask for the ten thirty five custodial agreement. They gotta prove they have custodial uh, custodialship. And they're supposed to have the ten thirty four T which is a transfer that gave them the right from Fannie Mae or from HUD or from whoever to actually service and transfer the loan. And okay. they don't have a chain of custody because it's been broken a long time ago. And every time they move this stuff, it's just so that they can keep selling the promissory note again. Every okay. three years, they keep selling it. But once they sold that promissory note, it's not, you know, they're suing you for your house, but the problem is your note's not passed due. And, and most people can shut a court case down by just having an original uh, promissory note and um, 
a um, you know have it notarized and have the original promissory note and wedding blue ink signature. So have two promissory notes, one to the bank and one to you. Yeah. But you can't give it to the bank because they already sold their interest. They don't have an interest. They're just a debtor. So you sign the promissory note at the closing table, keep it? Well, you're going to keep a copy because you're the holder in due course. And technically, when you go to court, unless you're in an ex parte hearing, okay, in camera, that that's the only way you're going to get your money back. And that's how people have to go back and if they're collecting for their notes that for the houses that have been taken, that's how you basically do that procedure. Okay. I'm not an attorney and I can't give you legal advice. So I don't well, know about that one, okay. but, but we do have people that are working well, on it. I think I, I just want to stay with people that are like out of court. Yeah. At, at, that's the best place to take care of it out of court. When you do this, they're not in court anymore. Okay, my head's full. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so as far as getting a hold of you, yeah. um, you said Tuesdays or Thursdays. I can see the best days. Um, so is there a way that I can set a specific time with you? Or? Go over this and the questions that come up? Yes, we can. We can work out something. I mean, it, it, would a payment make it more concrete for me? Uh, no, I do this as a, a gift through my ministry. I don't charge anybody anything. Okay, how about a donation to your ministry? Uh, well, I'll definitely help you. So okay. You just call me. Okay. We'll, we'll take these, care of it. Because these people are in foreclosure, but if I'm going to make money at it, I'm going to make money by those that are for sale. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay? people that are selling and okay. even then they may not want to sell so I don't know well it depends on their situation right. you know they may not have the capacity to sell you know what I mean but if right. they get if they get their note paid off I mean if they get their mortgage paid off they're going to get a big check in their hand so they can move right exactly okay and, okay. and, the, and the money the money that mm-hmm. they get does that come I heard it's for only uh, it's an escrow for only three years no that's the one Okay, so it's for every payment that you've security. made. They're trading securities on it every day. So the money that's coming to you is for mm-hmm. every payment mm-hmm. that you have made up to that point on that. Well, it's, it's not so much the, the amount of money. It's basically the unused escrow that, that they have plus the securities that they're trading against it because they, that's why the trustee's there because they bought security interest in securities, not in the property. Okay. They just use the property as leverage so you know, what I'll to, do for their assets. I'll just but I can tell people that they may have a check coming and we don't know how much. Right. I just wanted to emphasize that. Right. Just say that there may be compensation. You don't know. Okay. 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 Yep. I guess I will talk to you again on Tuesday. Okay. Sounds good. Well, you have fun. Enjoy yourself, and I'll try and send a few more forms. And I'm going to send you over this other form that these courts are supposed to have when they get started. It's called the Clerk Certificate of uh, Pendency, because it also asks for a Certificate of Pendency. Okay. Um, And if they don't have a Certificate of Pendency, guess what? They don't have a court case either. And that's for uh, civil and criminal? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely, especially criminal. they got to have a Notice of Pendency. If they don't have one, guess what? Eh, sorry. 
So if you're in an arraignment and they haul you in and they say, well, mm-hmm. we're here and we want to know how you plead, well, first of all, where's mm-hmm. the notice of pendency? Yeah, well, not only notice of pendency, but where's your, where's your certificate of participation? That's the other thing that's going to kill them. You ask for that certificate of participation, that means they're going to be held personally liable. So, this so do is you part have of the, the uh, certificate of participation if you don't? Yeah. So, yeah. Judge and Mr. Prosecutor, yeah. you understand, yeah. what is, you yeah. understand yeah. the consequences of being in this matter mm-hmm. without a certificate of participation. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, you know, do I and are you to trying to tell you, or do you already know? Or are you just trying to entice me into slavery and sell me into bond servitude? So, none of mm-hmm. that. So, now, next question. Do any of you have mm-hmm. a claim? That's right. There you go. No. Who has the claim? And who's going to subrogate my rights here? Because the prosecutor is the claimant. He went into your Social Security account, collected the money in advance for them to make a deposit into their Allocute account, what they use to run the court. And they all get paid vouchers. That's why they're not taxable through the court. If you get a check through the court, court it's a uh it's a, a non-taxable event okay because they well you know what <laughs> um my head's full <laughs> i know as i said i can blow your mind uh maybe i can have you on like training calls or something we can work with people and put this in my membership section are you okay with that um well if i have time i will okay. i can't i can't commit to it right now so I, I have a lot of things i'm working on right now that will help these people and I think the other programs that I'm working on with these other guys are probably going to be more, even even more helpful for most people than what you know what they're doing right now. But this will definitely okay. keep their life straight, so at least it doesn't break up their family. All right. Thank okay. you, Paul. You're welcome. All right. Bye bye. Talk to you later. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.